this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You are in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. So excited to talk to you today. This one came to me a little bit because as I was scrolling IG this morning, there was uh, something I saw about the prevalence and popularity of quote unquote reverse dieting. That's a term and, and we can talk a little bit about it. But I and and how many people want to know more about reverse dieting or to go on a reverse diet. And the first thing that came to my mind is what would I say if my client came to me and asked about going on a reverse diet. And that this happens a lot. So and I think it happens more now than ever before because of the popularity of fitness and nutrition topics on things like IG, on TikTok, on Twitter, stuff like that, is that a client will come in and will have an idea that they want to try some kind of trend, exercise, diet, um, strategy that they found on Instagram or TikTok or something like that. And so what do you do as a trainer to help them with this. So my first thought here is I want to validate your frustration with someone coming in with info that they got off of the internet. Listen, it is hard out there as a personal trainer when it comes to establishing your expertise with clients and with other people. Again, it goes back to that thing that I was just talking about, which is that Everybody, because of the prevalence of fitness and nutrition information, as well as the fact that everybody moves their body and everybody eats, everybody thinks they are an expert in fitness and or nutrition. And so as a personal trainer, sometimes you are battling constantly against what somebody believes that they already know, something that they learned on the internet, or something that their friend with no level of expertise but has been go into the gym recreationally for a little while, has told them. So I want to validate how frustrating that can feel, especially when you feel like I've worked so hard to amass this level of knowledge and it feels like a slight or an amount of, or a way someone's showing you disrespect by not sort of trusting in your knowledge. And I don't even think they intend it that way when they say like, oh, my cousin said da, 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 da. Uh, or this, you know, TikTok influencer said blah, 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 blah. I don't think they mean it as I don't believe that you know what you're doing, but it certainly can feel that way. 
So the first thing I want to do is validate that. Then I want to talk through ways in which you can listen to your clients, validate your clients, support your clients, but also do a pretty good job of bringing reality to the trend or suggestion, as well as key in on what that their desire is related to that post suggestion trend and use it for your coaching. So going back to the reverse dieting example, there are tons of TikToks, training videos that are currently about how people aren't eating enough and that there was a there was a push for women in particular to consume a very low number of calories. And now the aesthetic aspirations are about bigger muscles and or bigger aspects of different parts of your body. And reverse dieting is actually going to help you look leaner, get stronger at the same time. A A lot of these sort of um, kinds of strategies are far simpler and far like um, far more, I don't know, not intricate as they seem online, but there is like an appeal when you attach a kind of um like title to it. And and part of the reverse dieting thing is because it comes off of a certain diet and then it's time limited and it's still thinking about macronutrients. I mean, I don't want to talk, this episode, the, the goal isn't talking about reverse dieting, but it's talking about how someone, a client in particular, can fixate on one of these strategies or tools as what they believe will be the end all be all or answer to their problems. And what we can do as trainers is oftentimes use that information, use that impetus for this is what I want to try as a window into what do they think is not working? What are they looking for from their training? And how can I give them something to focus on and work toward, validate their concerns or their desires, while also not letting them succumb necessarily to a trend if it's not appropriate for them or point them in the direction of the sort of um, more helpful, more validated, more sort of evidence-based information. Um, so so that's what we're going to do here. We're going to take a look at that. So some of the other TikTok or Instagram trends that I think trainers may be sort of um, – kind of consistently and or maybe more now than before up against are sort of some of these uh, cherry-picked diets. You know, maybe it is um, sort of like bikini body diet, reverse dieting style approach. Maybe it's a ketogenic diet. Maybe it's um, sort of uh, like the carnivore style Liver King vibe. Maybe it's simply 
um, identifying foods that they think they believe they should cut out. When I think about exercises, I think a lot about sort of this push for larger glutes. And so folks have an idea of what exercises they believe are going to be best for that. Um, for a lot of women, there has been a tendency for women to sort of shy away from upper body training. Um, you know, we've talked about lots of different kinds of things where people sort of see something on the internet uh, and they take that for fact. And so let's talk a little bit about what happens if your client comes in with a question or a request about one of these sort of things they see on the internet. So first off, I want to say that I think if someone comes in with a question, you have a leg up because what they're doing is they're saying, I saw this thing. I have, I have maybe some interest in this topic. I have some um, desire to, to maybe try this trend out myself, but I, thought to come to you as my fitness professional and ask your opinion. In that moment, I think it's incredibly important not to right off the bat diminish them and or appear annoyed that they brought this to you because what they've done is clearly turn to you as an expert and you want to nurture that in how you interact slash react to it. If you blow them off about it, or if you are really dismissive of what they found, you are likely not going to get that same uh, question in the future. If anything, you're going to have them starting to go explore those things without coming to you first. It gets a little trickier when someone comes in and says, this is what I need to be doing without sort of... um, kind of asserting their, uh, like, customer is always right vibe as they, as they say that this is what they need to do in their training. And I, and I would be lying to you if, this, if I said this doesn't happen. Oftentimes with the price tag that comes with personal training, there's an element of... Um, management that a person who is paying for this kind of service at that rate feels like um, maybe a sense of entitlement to what they're doing. And, And I've talked about it in previous episodes. There is a balance to it, right? Because the client is paying for the service and some of this has to be about what they want. So there can be that sort of like, this is what I need to be doing because I saw it on the internet or I, um, when I worked in New York, when I worked in Manhattan, everything was like, if a New York Times article came out about this thing, every client would have uh, cut out the New York Times article and brought it in to show you that like, I should be doing the rowing machine. This person could have like incredible previous shoulder injuries that are just not appropriate for a rower. And this person is coming in and saying, the New York Times said I should be doing this. So I'm going to be doing this. So that, so it's not just TikTok. It's not like it just came around now. So that can be a little trickier because that person hasn't come to you with a question. They've come to you with a request or sort of an order. And it's about sort of establishing your expertise in this. So I'm going to talk about three-ish things that we're going to do when someone comes in with one of these suggestions and or questions. 
we are going to try to figure out why this appeals to that client. And we can do that by doing a little bit of um, sort of introspective thought ourselves. We can also ask them about it. Oh, that's so cool that you found this. Or it seems like you're putting a little thought into this outside of our outside of our sessions. I love that. Why in particular does this kind of thing appeal to you? What does that question give us? It gives us more insight into the specifics of why this thing, this trend appeals to them. They may say, oh, I've heard that it's working for a lot of people. So what they're looking for maybe is a little bit more of a guarantee. Maybe they're like, oh, this feels like it's going to be easier for me to accomplish. Oh, do they like that this has like a time sensitive nature to it, a time limited nature. So like they love the idea of this kind of diet because they're only going to have to do it for this amount of time. Or they love this kind of exercise because they feel like they'll feel strong and powerful with it. Or, you know, oh, I didn't, maybe you learned from it. I didn't realize you wanted to like work on the size of your glutes. This might be illuminating that. So by asking why does this particular trend and or diet and or um, exercise appeal to you, you learn some more information. It doesn't inherently mean that that's the strategy you're going to use. But sometimes in an initial intake or even in working with someone for years and years and years, you discover new things. I think about it in terms of like if you're in a relationship and you discover eight years in that that person liked something that you didn't know they liked, you're like, whoa, this happened with my husband. My husband and I were together for over 10 years at the time. And we're making dinner. We're we're already married. And an Elton John song comes on, an obscure Elton John song. And he knew every single word to that Elton John song. Shout out, Aaron. Um, I know you're listening. Uh, So he knew all the words to that song. And I was like, wait, you like Elton John? And I come to find out that he's like a very big Elton John fan. The same kind of thing can happen with a client that you know very well. Oh, I didn't know that you were even interested in this kind of thing. So by asking about why the trend appeals to them, can give us more information. That's a great start. Let's do that before we throw a judgmental thing about it. Then you're going to talk to them about where they found it. So, oh, where did you find this? How did you find this person? Is it something that was trending across your um, like for you page or did you go seek it out? I want to know more about how you came across this thing. Because if someone comes in with something, you want to know if they've been thinking about it for a long time. Maybe they've seen tons of videos and or content around it. Maybe a friend suggested it to them. Sort of where is this coming from? That's going to be really helpful because you're going to be able to tell the level of investment in it, whether or not they just saw it and they're like, Is this something I should be thinking about? That's a lot lower stakes then. I've been looking into this kind of thing and I've found these six accounts that are covering it. Do you hear the difference in that? We have sort of like a a happening on something versus a pretty big investment in investigating and researching this certain topic. 
So let's go back. The first thing we're doing is sort of asking why this particular thing appeals to someone, learning a little bit more about the why behind it. Then we're investigating the sort of where did you find it and how did you find it? Where is just going to help you also be able to look it up later. You don't need to have a response right away necessarily. You're going to say, oh, I'd love to go look into that. And that's going to, that's going to lead us into the, sec- into the third point. So the, the third point has sort of layers to it. One of the things that you can do is ask the person if you can have like, oh, can I take a look and and put a little more thought into this? Come back to you next session with some ideas about it. And you can do that because you can say like, I think this might be a good idea for you, but I actually want to point you toward a different resource. Or I actually think this is great for you and I want to figure out, I want to have some time to think about how I am sort of um, interweaving this into the program and plan I've already developed for you. Or if you're not crazy about it, you're like, hey, can I have a little bit of time on this? Um, I don't think this exact approach is maybe going to be the most appropriate for you. And I want to take the time to come up with some things that might meet your need, your desires here, but more align with what I think is appropriate for you. Is that okay? So you're just asking for a little bit more time. I think that's probably best in all these situations because sometimes If we try to respond too quickly, we're a little trigger happy and we can be a little short, snippy, or not really give them the amount of thought and energy it deserves. Now, you may be really well versed on whatever they talk, what they brought to you. So you can do some introductory, here's the elements of this that I think are going to be appropriate for you. And here's one I want to take a little bit more time on. And I think that's a really nice way of like giving them some some nuggets of help in that session in the immediate, but also saying like, I'd still want to have some more time on how I do this for you, how I make this personalized to you. So then you're actually going to take that into consideration. You're going to take the information that they gave you like, oh, they are looking for more of this. So I'm going to think about how I can incorporate that in the program and then make sure I highlight it when I come back to them. One of the things that I think can be a little nerve wracking in this is that you feel like they're getting information from the wrong sources. Rather than just saying to someone, oh, don't follow that. They don't know what they're talking about. You need to come with good sources for them. So you can say, oh, that's interesting. And it's interesting that that person posted that. I think what might be most helpful for you is this. It's just like that. But this is a more trusted source. People love getting suggestions from someone who really knows what's going on. So you can actively have a list of IG profiles, people that you follow, people that you like, TikToks that you like, and actually sort of help guide your clients to those more trusted follows. And you're, so what you're, you're also saying, like, you're not knocking everybody on the internet in that you're saying, oh, there are people who are putting a little bit more time, a little bit more effort and have a little bit more understanding or more aligned with how I see things. If you go follow this. And so that can also generate really great 
ideas in the future. Because if you want to learn more about what they want or what they're looking for, and you've pointed them in the direction of trusted sources, then they come back to you with their next sort of like, hey, can we try this? And they actually got the idea from somebody that you follow or you like. So we want to take any of this as sort of a real sign that someone cares about what they're getting out of the experience. And then what you're going to do is elevate anything, you know, anybody can be sitting around and observe something online and try to incorporate it in their fitness plan. You are in a unique position where your clients can benefit from you helping to sort of comb through the not great stuff and then incorporate and personalize the information, the incoming data to more appropriately help them reach their goals. So let's go back through. So the client comes with their phone, they show you the TikTok, they're like, I really, can I try this? Oh, cool. Why does that particular thing appeal to you? Learn a little bit about if it's something new relative to their goals, new to uh, what they're looking to accomplish. And let me see who posted that. Oh, cool. Where did you find that? Uh, Did you happen on it? Or have you been kind of looking into these kinds of things? Great. We're already doing a little bit of these kinds of exercises, but I can see that you want to do more. Um, And I love that you thought about this. Let me do a little homework in between now and our next session. I will incorporate some new exercises, some of the ones that you have brought to me. In the meantime, I'd love to point you to this account and this account. They have some of the like most evidence-based and or client-centered content that could, that um, we can look at, you know, kind of together as I develop your plan. Um, I really appreciate that you'd kind of come and ask me about this because I, I want to make sure that you're getting what you need out of this. So those are those three things. I asked, why does this appeal to you? Tell me a little bit about more about why you wanted to bring this up. Where did you find it? How long have you been looking at it? Tell me a little bit more about that. And then let me, if you don't mind, create a plan for you. I'm going to incorporate some of this. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it today, but I need a little bit more time to personalize it to you. Or if I don't think it's great for you, I'm going to come up with some alternatives that I think are more appropriate, but still hit the the goals that you want to focus on. And then let me point you in the direction of some resources I really like. Hey, if you have content, this is where you point to yours. And hopefully, you know, one of the things that I experience is that my clients come to me after they've seen my content and go, I love that we do this. I didn't know that's why we were doing this thing. Or um, I saw that you posted about it. I knew we were going to cover that today. Something like that. So someone is actively engaging in the content that you are creating. Um, and if you, this is a great moment for you to be able to point people to your content. They can be ambassadors for you and share your content. The, the bottom line is that Instagram, TikTok, the New York Times, um, goop.com, none of those things are going away. And they can be, maybe not goop, but other places can be a source for really quality information. We just have to be ambassadors for that with our clients. 
be inclusive, and also come with some compassion in terms of there's a lot out there. They're not quite sure what they're looking at. And most importantly, there are experiences and feelings that they want to have. They want to feel better. They want to feel better in their skin. They want to feel stronger. And if they've turned to something on the internet for that, it might just mean that they don't feel like they're meeting it. How can you help them discern what is going to be appropriate for them and support that continued quest for their best life? Okay. All right. I hope that's helpful. I think a lot of um, trainers, coaches are probably experiencing this at uh, high rates where someone's coming in with a trend and wanting to jump on and you you may need some strategies for approaching that. So that's what these are. If you have questions or comments or you just want to chat, you can always find me, Betsy, at bfosterstrong.com, the letter B, fosterstrong.com. That's my email address. Or I'm always on Instagram. You can send a DM to at foster underscore strength. As always, I'm incredibly appreciative that you would take your time to listen to this podcast. If you have another second and can scroll to the bottom of that Apple podcast and leave a rating, better yet, leave a review. It really helps the podcast to be seen on other lists get more listeners. Hopefully we can create just sort of a huge community of trainers who are putting in the work to deliver the best service, most inclusive service to their clients. Um, All right. I'm not going to take any more of your time. As always, go do amazing things. And until next time, bye.